The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. We're on a collision course with the national championship, and only variable is time. Because the train is rolling, so anybody out there, I can't tell you what's going to happen right now, but it's coming. Get on board, but get out the way. Every single play, you're going to find a way to get it done. Play after play after play after play. You're listening to From the Pink Seats Podcast of the State of Louisville Podcast Network. Now. Here's your host, Jacob Lane, Matt McGavin, and Vince Lococo. Welcome into From the Pink Seeds Podcast. Jacob Lane, Vince Lococo, Presley Meyer. We have got a great show tonight uh, as we continue along here in the offseason as we uh, jump through spring football uh, and as we prepare for one of the most important times of the year, one of my favorite times of the year, the NFL Draft. If you know anything about our show, it is that we love to bring what to the table, Vincent Presley? I'd say great guest. That's I a- would say food. You got to always bring food to the table. That Those are both very accurate by the way that I oh, love oh, 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 physically. Oh, beer. Beer. I, I've beer. gone through some while we've been here. That's correct. All of those things need to come to the table. Um, but what we bring to the table as a podcast is getting great guests and telling great stories. And that's what we're going to do here tonight. We're very excited to welcome in a pair of guests that we have been looking forward to having on our show for a long time now. This has been years in the making. This goes back all the way to 2018 uh, with Yasir Abdullah and Xavier Abdullah, father and son, our first father-son combo on the show. We did have Greg Fitzpatrick on a couple of years ago, father of Des Fitzpatrick, but never did we get the one of the Fitzpatricks with him. So tonight, as a father, I'm excited to welcome on a father-son duo. I hope to one day uh, be able to do this with my son. I'm not going to lie. This has been a cool experience as a father. If you guys can't tell, this is like football is great for me, but like fatherhood is what my life is all about. And getting to talk to father or son is just incredible. I, I can imagine. I mean, and especially, you know, I mean, I can't imagine like just my dad being, you know, national champion like that. And, you know, just, I mean, he was a freak of an athlete himself. And for him, you know, a lot of kids of like really good athletes like that. You think, you know, Michael Jordan's kid wasn't that good at basketball. Uh, Bronny is is good, but, you know, he's not, you know, number one player in the country. And it's just imagine those two dudes on the same field at the same time. Like, oh, oh, my gosh. You Xavier, know, that's, I mean, dude, no, Xavier looks said, like he could still play, man. Today, he could go take a snap oh, yeah. right now. Xavier, I guarantee you he can make it through four four quarters of a football game. He just probably couldn't make it through a full season. He could do four <laughs> quarters of a football game, but like the rest of us, we'd all break down come week three. I can't do four quarters, man. No so chance. I, I, would, I would say that Xavier has, Xavier has head-turning size. So I saw – the first time I saw him in person, I had no idea who it was. And I just like literally looked across the parking lot at a tailgate, like probably 50 yards away. I was like, my God, that guy in the Louisville football jersey is massive. And then he turned around and it was clearly a guy wearing an old Yasir Abdullah jersey. So that's how I realized that was his dad. And I was like, okay, that's the guy from Twitter. Like that's the guy that we, that we know of, but yes. He's a large man. Yes. Yeah. He looks like he played linebacker at Florida straight up. Like if you looked at him and said, what's he he doing for a living? Like 10 years ago, not like. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. He played in the nineties. Yeah. Or, I yeah, think early so. 90s. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that's been like 20 years. Like you said, I mean, he looks like he could go play, but this, this is a really great episode for a number of reasons, because there's a lot of things that we would just talk about with Yasir, you know, of course of from his recruitment and to this past year to the draft, which we're going to do all of that on the show. Um, but also just getting the perspective of dad, you know, some of that behind the scenes, some of that motivational, some of that keep going, keep working. Um, and then some of the stories with like Yasir and Yaya in Miami, just, you know, that's a TV show. Yasir and Yaya take Miami, like Bravo. What are you doing with the real housewives? It needs to be Yasir and Yaya in Miami. 
and and like you say that and people could say that about like a lot of duos like oh ha 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 say flowers and phil jerhovic i bet they'd make a good tv show no like yaya and yasir like behind the scenes are legitimately two of the funniest people you ever run into I believe it, man. Well, we're going to dive into a lot tonight with Yasir and Xavier Abdullah. We're going to talk about, um, you know, the the upbringing all the way up until the NFL draft prep, which is ongoing now for the next couple of weeks. The draft just three, four weeks away um, and, and everything changing for Yasir and his professional career. Um, so there's definitely a lot to talk about. And Yasir is one of the most polarizing and captivating players, not because of anything he said or anything that he's done off the field, but because of the way that he plays and then the way that he carries himself. He is a true example of kind of the brand that Louisville has set with its athletes of being great people first and great athletes second. Um, and so we're going to dive into all of that tonight. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Rate, review, do all of that so that uh, we can con continue to keep producing great content from the Pink Seats podcast is where uh, you will find us anywhere you get your shows from and now on YouTube as well. So be sure to check that out. We've got uh, that's going to only continue to evolve from just audio to video, hopefully over the next couple of months as we cont continue to kind of scale up here and grow as a podcast. Uh, but be sure to follow us on Twitter at Pink Seats Pod. Follow uh, all three of us here at Jacob Lane 08, at Vincent Lacoco, and at Press Meyer. Of course, Matt McGavick not on tonight covering baseball, but uh, be sure to follow him as well at Matt underscore McGavick. And before we dive into the show, I'd be remiss if I didn't remind you when it comes to YouTube to subscribe to the YouTube channel, State of Louisville, so that you are prepared for the debut of LNM Eats, which is just days away at this point. We were really excited to share with you all the first episode of the series there. We just filmed this past weekend, uh, and those guys are special, not just as football players, but again, kind of like you see here, they understand it. It's bigger than football. It's about being much more well-rounded as a person than just being a football player. So excited to share that with you all. Let's not waste any more time. We will welcome in Xavier and Yasir Abdullah to From the Pink Seats. We have been waiting to get this episode in, and we could not be any more excited tonight. Uh, you know our show is known for having great guests, and we continue that right along into this episode. And uh, for the first time, we're going to be joined by a father-son duo. We've had fathers, and we've had sons, but we've never had the father and son duo like we do tonight. So we're excited to jump in and welcome our guests, Xavier and Yasir Abdullah, to the show. Gentlemen, welcome in. How are we doing? Doing good. Doing well. thank, thank you for having us on here. As a dad myself, this is a special episode uh, because <laughs> I, I love talking uh, football, but I also love talking parenting. So, man, this is uh, like Jacob said, this is surreal. And uh, I appreciate both of you guys coming on the show, knowing you see her going all the way back to like 2018 and stuff. And I mean, it, it's just wild to see, you know, how far we've come from that moment till now. Oh, uh, and you see her, I guess I guess the question for you, man, is what's it like growing up? You know, knowing you got a pops like that with all the accolades, you know, all the championships and stuff like that. And, you know, you got to live up to that and you got to live up to that hype. Oh, man, it's, it's crazy because, you know, my pops, you know, he always preached about, you know, how, you know, when I was younger and he always, he always preached that, you know, I got I to gotta get to that level. You know, he, he always preached I got to be better than him, uh, you know, so. Um, you know, and, and going to the league is 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 that one other step. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get to. So, did you feel like there was pressure as a son to live up to anything, or was it more of? Uh, and, and Xavier, I'm going to ask you this this same question here in a second, so I want you to hold on. But did you feel like there was pressure to live up to pops, or was it just the relationship that you guys had and the love for the game? It was more of him letting you kind of grow into what you were going to be, whether it was a football player or not. Um, it, it, it was, you know, of course, my dad won, you know, some national championships in, in college. So, you know, I, I was trying to perfect that, you know, coming to college. But, you know, it, it didn't work out like that. <laughs> we tried, bro. We tried. <laughs> we, tried. <laughs> we definitely tried. <laughs> yeah, not for lack of effort. And, and Xavier, what about you, man? As a, as a father, how did you share the game with Yasir? Because 
Um, it's pretty common nowadays for parents to project their dreams onto their children. And, and for you, you were, you achieved, you know, greatness at the highest level. Um, and so it's not trying to project a dream that never happened, but more so trying to teach your son, kind of bring him up in that. So how did you introduce him to the game and how did you kind of let that be natural rather than forcing football? Well, at, at first it was, it was more of, well, his mom is a personal trainer. So hey, I'm going to give you a moment. We're in the garage working out. So his mom was actually training me, trying to keep me in shape. And in, in, um, in our garage, in the garage, we got a gym. And so he came out with his sister just peeking out the, the garage door and see me on the treadmill running. And he laughing like, what's that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that looked like fun. He came out the garage and started trying to get on the treadmill. So I slowed it down and stopped it. And I put it on um slow speed and let him get on it and so he giggling and he laughing about it from some sense that day I, it, it just came to my head like well maybe he want to do what his daddy did maybe he wanted to be a part of this and so from that point on we was like okay well you gotta work and he worked you know from a small age he'll get up in the morning he'll go to travel he was a good soccer uh soccer player as well so he has all, he has all the tools. So if you're gonna do this, we're gonna play soccer, we're gonna run track, we're gonna do football because these are the things that's gonna help you. Your footwork, track gonna help you with your speed, and then this is what we're gonna do. This is this is the plan. So if you're gonna do this, this is the plan. And and I try to back up. I try not to coaching in certain things. But his mama come home and say, you know what? You know your son better than anybody. You got a coaching. So right. I coached his soccer team. I, I coached his track team. <laughs> well, I coached him solo on the track. And then I coached his football little league. So there it was. And I was his athletic director in high school. So, <laughs> so the mom, his mom was the heavy influence. She was the heavy influence. Like, no, I don't want anyone coaching him but you because you know your son. You know how to get the best out of your son. And so that's what happened. Yeah. So that's so that's where the sweet feet came from, you see. That's <laughs> yeah. where the sweet it makes sense now, bro. You never explain you never explain <laughs> soccer or all these other sports. I just saw good get-offs and a good dip and all this other stuff, yeah. bend at the hips. So yeah. it, Jacob make notes right there. We're gonna sign and, you know, he, he actually was a great he actually was a great uh youth soccer player and um one of the Brazilian teams in South Florida wanted him to uh play soccer and you know, but you know, he was good at it. So we had to make a decision. And I was like, well, you know, you want to do this or you want to do that. And so we decided as a family that, hey, let's, let's stick to football, but we're going to let soccer help you out. And um, so his footwork, uh, yeah. That's where it's come from. Well, and hey, every once in a while, you'll see, you know, a college basketball player try the NFL just to see, you know, they have the body and the size. So you see her, man, look, I know the NFL is going to work out, but if not, Major League Soccer, Louisville <laughs> City, I think we can figure out something, man, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's really interesting to me to kind of kind of hear the the background stories, right? Because, you know, as a, as a little fan, coaches, uh, you know, you really only get a player for four or five years if you're lucky, right? Uh, especially with with the way that things work nowadays, so yeah. it, it's fascinating to me. Uh, you know, Sierra, I know that you kind of dealt with some high points and low points with the program. But coming into the program, uh, what what led to your decision ultimately to come to Louisville? I know you had a close relationship with Court Dennison, uh, but and the rest of the staff. But but what ultimately was it that sold you on Louisville? And then also, secondly, what was it that made you want to kind of stay around Louisville uh, during that transition period? Um, what made me pick Louisville is, you know, from the other schools, Louisville, you know, they believed in my, my versatility, my talent, my skills, and, you know, that, that really, you know, bought me in and I, I stayed cause you know, I'm, I'm a loyal guy. So, you know, I, I feel like in my heart, there was going to be change in the program and, you know, so I just stuck it out and, you know, I'm here now. So. From 2016, when I would imagine your recruitment probably started, because you were a class of, what, 17, 18? I know 18 was your first year. So you're talking about um, Todd Grantham to Peter Sermon to Brian Van Gorder to Brian Brown. How, I mean, you had to have seen the revolving door of defensive coordinators on your way in and then to get to experience a little bit here more. How challenging was that? I mean, you obviously didn't have an issue with any of their systems. You were productive in all of them. Uh, but how hard was that, even from the recruitment standpoint of the defensive coordinator changing almost every single year? Oh, man, it, it, it was it was pretty difficult at first. Um, my freshman year, I was just playing special teams and, you know, I was trying to find my role and stuff like that. And, 
so it, it was pretty difficult, but you know, I, I always told my always told myself and you know, my pops always told me, you know, just trust the process and you know, good things will happen. And, you know, so I just stuck it out. Um you know, with, with each coaching staff that came through uh, the program. And, you know, now I'm successful now. So, And I'm glad Go you ahead, did man. stick it out. There were some definitely ugly times in there with BBG and Sermon. I uh, love both those guys and what they did for us. But, I mean, it just didn't work out with them. Uh, yeah. I mean, bro, I, thank God you did come back. <laughs> thank God. But uh, my question for the both of you all is being Muslim athletes, uh, how is uh, Ramadan during this time for uh, college athletes? I'm always intrigued to hear that. Not a lot of fans and people are, they don't know much about the Muslim faith. And I, I just explain it a little bit for, you know, our audience. Let, let oh. me answer it a little bit because, you know, I, I try not to be so uh, restricted. When I was in college at Florida, uh, I participated in uh, fasting and Ramadan. And so I fast during practice time. Most of our games were at night, so I can break my fast. So it was all right. But the difficult time was in practice. But the, everyone knew. So everyone everyone knew the training staff. They monitor you, they, you know. But you made sure that you uh, early in the morning, like 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock, you made sure that you got all the nutrients that you needed, the water that you needed during the day. And then you just went to work. But you felt so... It gave you more energy to me, it gave you more energy and you just felt so uh, you felt good, you know, that you that you accomplished something. Uh, nowadays, you know, I don't I don't try to I don't force Yashir to participate in the fasting part. Uh, but I, I told him I tell him, make sure that you pray, uh, make sure that you try to do the other things. Uh, because I know how difficult it is for, you know, these young guys these days are like, ah, guys, it's, it's tough. But he tries. And so at this time, this is one of those critical uh, uh, times, you know, where he's trying to prepare for uh, the NFL draft. And then it's all about your intentions and things like that. So I think that, uh, you know, the most high understands your intentions and things like that. So he's, you know, he's OK with that. And so. You know, he can he have fast at some at some point. And sometimes, you know, he say, okay, dad, I can't, I can't. I say, well, you know, you he knows your intentions. Mm -hmm. God knows your intentions. So hey, let you know, just do what you can. And so that's and what I, he does. And I I appreciate you answering that. I I mean, I've I'm always intrigued about uh Ramadan, just keeping up with the UFC athletes and stuff like that. They never compete and stuff during this time. And uh, they always speak about how hard it is to train and uh, work out and everything. So I remember asking Yasir one year about it. And boy, you looked like you were running on E that day for sure. <laughs> for sure after that lift. Well, I want to shift gears a little bit and talk, uh, you know, to the same, uh, you know, kind of extent about the heart and things coming and flowing from that. Yasir, one of the things that made your career very special was what you did on the field. Obviously, I don't think anybody needs to really kind of rehash that. The accolades and the numbers speak for themselves. But I think what's not spoken enough about you is your character and what you did off the field. I think this year, uh, Alexis Cubit did a great job on multiple articles of, of talking about your giving through NIL, um, just the time that you've donated to some victims of things like domestic abuse and, and just a lot of different uh, things that are not football related. Obviously, just talking to your father, I would imagine that a lot of that comes from uh, a background of of knowing and loving people first and putting them first. But speak a little bit about what that was like for you in Louisville, a home away from home of getting so involved here um, and doing so many big things that go beyond the game and the sport itself. Um, I, for myself, I always go, go with this uh, quote, you know, you give out blessings, you receive them back. And so when, when NIL first came out, um, you know, most athletes used it for, you know, for clothes, cars, or, you know, you know, big flashy stuff. And, you know, I, I took the initiative to, you know, give back to the community, give, give back to people in need. And, you know, that, that's just how I was raised. And Xavier, what's it like seeing you see her and seeing these articles and seeing pictures on Twitter and, just all of these things that go beyond the sport. How how much does that make your heart swell up seeing your son out helping people? I mean, I mean it's a blessing, you know, and it, it makes you feel good as a parent. But, you know, he grew up doing it. You know, he, we grew up as a family, you know, doing especially during the Ramadan time. It's part of uh, the Ramadan that we uh, give charity. 
And so it's, it's, it's a norm for our family to uh, feed the homeless and do things in charitable works. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that he probably only got like fifty five or $60,000 in total NIL deal. You know what I'm saying? So he didn't get much. Um, the car that he drives, you know, is something that we finance as his, as his parents. So the little that he had, so he, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't like he got $100,000, $200,000. It was just about $60,000. But that sixty thousand dollars, we say, you know what? This is something that this is extra. So this is what we can give to the people. You know, what I'm saying the people that of Louisville, that in Louisville is a is a, a blue collar uh, city, and so we see how much the fans come and enjoy the game. How much the when he goes into the and uh, when we go in, into the uh, the community, uh, people are nice. People are generally nice. People working hard. And so we wanted to give back. And if we could get more, we can, you know, we will. Let's transition and talk football on the field for you. You see your career in Louisville. And I want to specifically start with the first three years. I feel like the first three and the last two are different stories here overall, but I want to talk a little bit about you come in and obviously we talked about the challenges of 2018. Again, no reason to go down that road, but I want to know for you, Brian Brown comes in, has to be a breath of fresh air, a new system that just allows you to play on the edge and rush Tell me when you started to feel the most comfortable in that dog role and when you knew, like, all right, man, it, it is on. I'm about to put numbers up. Uh, So 2019 is when my first official start in 2019 was against BC. Um, I, I was a little nervous, uh, you know, because I wasn't as big as I am now. So um, it was kind of hard, but, you know, it, it doesn't matter how big you are. It's, it's all about your heart at the end of the day. So, um, you know, I went crazy that game, and um, from from that point on, I think 2020, uh, when I played Pittsburgh, uh, and I was kind of like, I was like 225, I was good size at the time, and then at that point, it just like, I started getting sacks, and you know, it just from that, you know, I was comfortable at the position. So 2021 came around, and then did did amazing and then 2022 did the same thing so you know this is the process is a blessing i remember when we had derek dorsey and tiberius peterson on at the end of the 2021 season and we were specifically talking about you and i asked them what's it like playing with a guy like that and tiberius said oftentimes i'll get my head up from you know my position of being hand in the dirt and i look up and yasir's already there um and they really talked about your speed obviously that's what's made you really unique and here in louisville um but what what is it just about your game in general that fits so well because it was more than just rushing the passer right you, you know your dad and i would talk throughout the year and you would be in coverage and you get three interceptions in a season and then you're forcing seven fumbles and you're picking you know you've got five pass deflections like how how does that happen because that's not common for every linebacker to be able to do all of that so it, it kind of correlates with what my dad was talking about uh, playing every sport. Uh, so when in football, I was playing every position. Uh, I was playing wide receiver, running back, safety. Uh, my first position was O line. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Can you can you do a backflip? I just need to know because that's kind of like where I set the bar at for athleticism. Right, here. bro. He saw Trevor Reed. Do hey, Jay, backflip. don't do him like that. Don't do him like that. <laughs> don't, don't set him up. Don't set him up with the backflip. <laughs> that's one thing. That's one thing. My dad really coached me on doing a backflip. <laughs> y'all are terrible, man. It's, it's, y'all it's know a the back, running... There's a backstory to that. I uh, love it. There's a backstory to all that. From the 20, uh, 20 years of back, it's a backstory. So, you know, Yassi only knows the uh, the football stuff, but it's a backstory. And, you know, just to give Court Dennis his credit, because that's what it all started. You know, we had a conversation. I don't know if you guys remember. So I'm going to take you back a little bit to the, what was it, the Georgia Tech game when we lost bad in the rain. We supposed to beat, what it was, the 2020 year uh, season, and we lost bad. Uh, with Georgia Tech. We lost real bad in the rain. It was a rainy day. Uh, guys were missing tackles everywhere and things like that. And um, y'all still missed, I think, missed uh, two tackles in the uh, secondary. And, and, and Court was hot with him. And um, he, uh, he actually benched him the rest of the game. So he didn't play the rest of the game. So, you know, as a parent, you're like, hold up, everybody in here missing, missing tackles and, and, and Court benched him. And I, so I called Court up 
And uh, and I said, Court, well, why are we benching? He said, he said, X, he missed two tackles. I said, Court, he missed two tackles in the secondary. Your outside linebackers in the secondary trying to make tackles in the secondary. And he, he thought about it. He said, so we had a heart-to-heart talk. We had the heart-to-heart talk um, in 2020. And Court said, you know what? I'm 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 going I'm going to start him. The last five games of 2020, I remember you remember that because that's what set it off. The last five games, court made a decision and said, you know what? Instead of him rotating with uh, the other uh, outside linebacker back and forth, you know what? I'm going to give him the 90 percent of the uh, snaps, and let's see what he do. And it's from that point on, it it went from there. And so you got to get court the he made the right decision to say, hey, you know what? Let's stop this. Let's 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 see what he can do. Let's give him an opportunity. And and yeah, that's what happened. So you know, and and go to go back to why Yasir's at Louisville. And I remember him telling me he called me up and he said, uh, he said, Dad, I want to go to Louisville. And I was like, Ah, huh? okay. Uh, why are you gonna go to Louisville? Now you know Louisville's on my list too. But he was like, you know, at that point he had LSU as well. So he said, um. Uh, I just believe in court. I believe that he believes in me. I believe he believes in the things that I can do. And, uh, and so that's why he chose uh, uh, Louisville. And um, not only the Louisville community, because Louisville has a, a strong uh, Muslim uh, community and also Muhammad Ali is a legend in, <laughs> in Louisville. So he's like, hey, let's go. Muhammad Ali, it was good for Muhammad Ali. It can be good for you. So you know, there it is right there. Xavier, let's start with you on this one. With 2022, let's fast forward there. Yaya and Yasir. It's a combo from the defensive line and pass rush standpoint that Lulu's not had since. Yaya brothers. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's crazy. I, I was trying to think back on it. I mean, back in the late part of the Charlie Strong days into the early Bobby Petrino days, you had guys like Lorenzo Molden, James Hearns. You know, you had some Le- Devontae Fields, some legitimate pass rushers. But Yasir and, and Yaya were two of the most dynamic of the last decade plus. What was it like for you watching them uh, this season? Obviously, in 2021, Yasir had a great year, but Yaya kind of struggled to put the numbers up that many thought he would. This year, both guys go off. And all year long, we had a constant back and forth of who is going to end up winning the Sat King at the end of the year. Is it going to be Yasir? Is it going to be Yaya? All year long, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. How much fun was that for you to watch both of those guys, you know, just be able to go off like that? I knew it was going to happen on an off season because both uh, Yaya came and spent – the all season in South Florida with Yasir. So they had, they, they went to the same trainer. And so they trained and worked out together. And so he, he, he got into that, 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 that mode. Uh, See, so like, Yasir, what are you doing, man, over the summer? What, what do you do? You know what I'm saying? We working. So he came home, we fed him. We, you know, he worked out, he trained, got up with Yasir. And so they became, they created that bond. And, and I always told him, I say, that our time at, at Florida, we always connected. You know, the championship teams, when all seasons come, they they don't just separate. They get they get closer. And so I say, you got to create that that closest uh, with your teammates. And so him and Yaya created that closeness, and they fed off each other. They worked each other. They pushed each other. And I think that's what you saw uh, this season: two guys who put in the work in all season together as brothers, and they did it together on. On, on the field and they wouldn't let the team down and they wouldn't let each other down. And so that's what you saw that all season brotherhood. When you, when your coach is not around, when you pushing each other, that's all the difference in making a championship team. What was the bond like for you and Yaya this year? How, how much fun was that for you guys to go back and forth the way you did all year long? It, it was, it was fun, man. Uh, especially during the off season, you know, he, he, he came, he came back to Miami uh, with me to train and you know we we just had that we had that bond uh each and every day we woke up you know uh went went to the facility went to uh trade with sack sensei um and just you know just just work and so we built that bond from there we used to pray together uh we was in miami too and just you know we did everything together so you know it kind of correlated to the to the field as well all right, I gotta ask this: Where'd the dance come from? Where we did we practice that in Miami? What? How did that come about? Because it's, yeah, I just, it's know very that. similar I to the. <laughs> it's very. I don't know, Yasir, if you were if you watched Key and Peel back in the day, but it's very similar to the pump celebration. And you know, too many pumps gets a flag. So I just got to find out where'd that celebration come from. 
you know, we were just like in the locker room. I think, you know, after the off season, we're just in the locker room. It was like, you know, we make a lot of plays. We might just have like a little, little group celebration together. And, you know, we just, we was in the locker room just practicing on, on, on this, you know, on the celebration. And it was, it was pretty funny because, uh, Everybody was just watching us like we just two dudes in the locker room just, you know Big as shit. <laughs> too big. <laughs> just just doing this weird little dance in the middle of the locker room was kind of it was pretty that, funny. That that stiff dance. That stiff that stiff dance. It's the belly rub. It's mom love it, by the way. She loves it. She that's the part she loves a lot. So he gonna look at him dance and look at him dance because if you know Yasir, he's very shy. So to see him out there dancing, it was like, what? Yeah, yeah, totally different animal when he's on the field. Yeah, totally different. That's so, and I second that for sure. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, um, Vince, you know that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, just knowing the dude from whenever he's came from, I mean, eighteen to where he's at now. Yeah. I mean, kudos to you, you yeah. all in that Abdullah family for raising yeah. such a, I mean, a great young man, so respectful. I mean, fun to be around, hard ass worker. I mean, really damn might, good at football. Make pretty sure fucking, that in pretty there. damn good at football. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if somebody was to say, you know, lead by example, like that's the you talked about that that brotherhood uh, with a lot of these, especially these linebackers and, and edge rushers, right? And I, I can't help but to, to look forward just a little bit. And fr- from your perspective, I know you're more on the outside looking in, uh, but what can, you, what can you say about what Louisville still has left? I, I was very disappointed uh, that Louisville lost Debo Jones this year that he followed Coach Satterfield because I felt like he was one of the, one of the next ones up. Uh, but can you can you kind of speak a little bit to what that defense might look like uh, next season, and, and you know the, the relationships that have been developed? You know how how strong will those bonds be kind of going forward? You got Popeye, you got Popeye, you got Galati, you you know you got you got uh, Brownlee, you you got a squad, you got uh, Perry, you got a, you got a squad, you got a, defensively you have a squad defensively, and and and. Um, uh, Jeff Brom coming in with his staff, uh, you can see the you can see the difference. You can see the, the brotherhood getting together. You got uh, and then you have the safety. Um, what is it? The, what's the safety? Uh, uh, MJ Griffin. Griffin. Yeah. Griffin. 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 And he's he's that dog. He's that dog. So you yeah. got all that coming back. Got all that coming back. Uh, and so you know, that's that you're gonna take a step forward. They're going to take a step forward. And then you have some of the guys that came in for Yaya and Yasir that subbed in are still there on the uh, D-line. Um, that A great pass rush, as you can see, uh, that you saw this year. And so all those guys are going to step up. Well, let, let's talk a little little nerdiness as well right now. I know we're kind of – let's get nerdy for a second. You're a guy who, who played ball yourself. Vince loves the nerdy stuff as well. So a little, a little unconventional for college football to play a 3-4 defense, right? But now they're transitioning to a 4-2-5. How, how much of, a, how much of a, a scheme change do you think that, that'll be for them as far as, as, far as what, what we're looking at going forward as fans? Uh, I just think, uh, well, they got this, this spring to get it in. They got this summer to get it in. Uh, but then you got good quality coaches. You got good quality coaches, good teachers. See, and I always say the best coaches are the best teachers. What you got with Brom them is good quality, uh, good quality staff that teaching guys, motivating guys, and that's the key. Once you got a good coach that that believes, and I'd be you know no uh, no pushback on um, go Satterfield, but you got a you got a Louisville guy here, so you know he it's hard in it, you know it's hard in it, and so when you got that kind of uh, Staff and the staff is in it because they 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 glad to be back at Louisville. But when you got all that coming, the guys gonna they gonna feed off of that, and, and it's it's gonna be something special. Yeah, I I just left tonight. You see, uh, they had a uh, alumni event for everybody that was still in town. All the you know, if you're local, come. If, if you're out of state, travel if you want. Uh, but you know, I assume they're gonna keep doing it every year, every year. And Dion talked about doing it in Traeger one day, where I mean. They just had everybody in the team room. They broke down some film on what they're going to be doing offensively, defensively. You meet the staff, and you just hear that it's just different. 
And I love Coach Satterfield, and I love all those guys for what they did for myself, Yasir, all of us. They were exactly what we needed for that time period. But right now, I think it's just it needs to be taken to a whole nother level, and it seems like those guys are the ones to take it to that whole nother level, and it, it's just radiating off of them with every word they say, uh, be it at a press conference or anything, really. That's your example right there. Like, that's what I would show people. So, I mean, just kudos to you all. You see, I'm sure you love that, me talking you up a little bit. But uh, we'll move to some NFL talk. Um, you see, what's the draft process been like for you? What's been your favorite part? Uh, and, and just how is it going? Oh, man. I mean, everybody says this during the draft process, but it's true. You know, it's a dream come true for us. So, um, you know, it's, it's – you know, during the East-West Rombo, the, the Combine, and the Pro Day, man, I always dreamed about, you know, being in those situations and, you know, being there. You know, it was fun. You know, everybody's seen it as a chore. Uh, people was like, ah, oh, man, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? Why I got to get up this early for, for meetings? And I'm like, man, this, this is a great experience because, you know, like, you know, not a lot of people will be in our in our, in our our shoes right now. So, you know, it's, it's just a blessing to – you know, have those type of opportunities, man. I can't imagine somebody having that. I have to attitude about that. You see, remember Mike used to talk about that all the time with us. The, the, I get to versus I have to attitude. I'm like, what you just explained there hearing somebody like, I mean, I would dream, all of us would dream to go through that process. I can't imagine somebody taking that as like a slide or something like that. And you did a phenomenal job at the pro day and the combine as well. Um, so what what were your kind of uh, what were you expecting going in, into that uh, All Star game that you played in the East West game? Uh, very, I believe y'all were coached by which which NFL teams? The Falcons. Yeah, yeah. What was it like to just get that different type of knowledge poured into you? I'm sure it was similar to Court Dennison meeting room. I've been in that myself. Yeah. I mean, that's like <laughs> bullets flying a million miles per hour before you even get get out there on the field. But, uh, you know, what was that like just being around some NFL guys? Oh, it was it, it, it was crazy. Like, you know, it, it was surreal uh, just, you know, taking notes down, you know, interacting with the coaches. And, you know, it felt like you knew the coaches for like, you know, like 10, five years. So it, 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 it was a cool experience. And, you know, they really taught, taught you how to be a pro and you got to write everything down, even even if it's, you know, you know, talking about a cooking class or something, like you, you got to write everything down and they take notes on that. And, you know, it, it, it you know, it trains you to be a pro. So, and, and, you know, court court did that, did that for us. Um, you know, he did that for us, you know, to, to, to take notes, you know, be a pro, do everything right. You know, wake up, wake up at this time, wake up at that time. And, you know, you gotta, you know, you just got to be a pro at the end of the day. It's 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 really easy, but some people take it for granted. So, Xavier, I, I want to ask you this because I know when we've asked this to Yaya, we've asked this to Tyler Hudson, the guys don't want to answer this because they're going through the NFL draft process and every word that they say matters. And so I want to ask you um, from an NFL standpoint, what kind of what kind of feedback happened in 2021 versus this time around for Yasir in terms of fit in the NFL, position in the NFL, the ability to do multiple things? How far has Yasir come from what he heard last year to what he's hearing now leading into the draft process where he's likely to be a pretty high draft pick overall? Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's the tough part for me. And um, because last year was it was uh it was more of can he can he cover? Can he do this? Can he do that? So kudos to uh, Coach Brown because we we had a conversation at the beginning of the year. Like if he – and that's one of the reasons why he came back to Louisville because Coach Brown, you know, so he, he said, hey, we're going we gonna to show his versatility. We know he can do more. You know, what he's asked to do at Louisville and what he was asked to do at high school was something the team, the team needed. Uh, he played safety for me. You know, he, he played, he played in the box for me. And so I knew what he could do. Uh, and so they wanted to see the at that time, the uh, NFL wanted, the scouts wanted to see more versatility. Can he move his hip? Can he do that? I say he was a soccer player. He can move his hip and he got footwork. So, but you can't see him rushing the edge, but the team needed, he's the best pass rusher. Everyone talks about his size, 
but he's the best, the best pass rusher that 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 we have. But shoot, if you want to say for the last three years, he's been the best pass yes, rusher. Yes, he has uh, from been the best edge. pass rusher for so, the past so three years. They wanted to see his versatility. So uh Coach Brown gave him an opportunity. To, did you uh, did you that. send him the Pittsburgh tape after that? Like I would have sent every one of those scouts that tape and been like, this boy had two picks in this game. Do you well, see, see people this? don't he realize? People don't realize Clemson had the, a, a great tight end. Uh, Wake Forest had the great tight end. But every time y'all see a cover, the, the kid was blanket. The running backs were blanket out the, uh, 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 at the at the backfield. So when I tell people, I say, just look at the tapes. Just look at the tapes. Don't don't say no more. Just because I got a couple of NFL friends uh, and teammates that played in the NFL and, te- and teammates that are uh, news uh, sports analysts. And things like that. so, I call and say, "So what are they looking for?" They're like, "Well, X man, uh, this is what they're saying." And I said, "Well, this is what you need to tell them. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to show them because this is what this is what you got here." And they said, "Well, can he get off blocks? Can he play in the in the box?" So I'll say, "Okay, I'm gonna ask this: If he plays on the line, and he and every play that he plays, he he's he's in the trenches. He's dealing with a lineman. Most." <laughs> Four, three uh, linebackers don't deal with alignment, offensive alignment every play. Yashir Abdullah deals with alignment every play. And I said, watch the Kentucky game. Watch the direction of the running, the plays that Kentucky ran. Kentucky ran away from Yaya and Yashir Abdullah. They ran. And that's the only knock I had on Coach Brown this year was, Come on, man. He running strong side the whole time. He running from your best defensive players. Move Yaya on the other side. Let him play the damn card position, man. We had that same conversation here more times than I could count. Like, I get their different spots, but just flip the field for one time, man. He taking taking your best players out of the the play, and that's what they did the whole game. And so, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I tell him, I, and then a lot of people, even Coach, I had to remind Coach Core. I said, Core, Yasir played, because uh, I actually thought they was going to move Yasir at the card position. And they were like, well, we don't think he can cover. What? He was a safety. <laughs> he was a safety. And not only that, he's your fastest defensive player. And, and, you know and I would I would have preferred Yasir uh, returning punts than the former card that returned punt a couple years ago. I mean, give me Yasir back there running that punt return back, man. I mean, I, I feel good about that. I told Court, I told Court, I said, Court, if you ever let Yasir, if 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 you ever, if you guys ever let Yasir go on to, to the offensive side of the ball at running back or wide receiver, you'll never get him back. That's what I told you. So you never get them back. Oh my God. I said you never give them back. Yasir, I ask this same question to every single player that comes on, specifically defensive players. How many times did you go to Coach Satterfield and ask to just get one carry? Just one carry. Oh man, I, I don't know if I could remember, but not not really, actually. I haven't, I haven't actually. I'd be an annoying defensive player, man. I'd be asking for the <laughs> yeah, ball right. so much. <laughs> I, mean, Coach, I showed you I could tackle, get sacks, and I could cover. Let me get a let me get one play on offense. And I, I'm, I'm looking for the interception or the formal recovery and seeing them pick it off. And I'm and I'm and I'm telling him at the end of the game, so you ain't gonna score on that. You ain't you gonna let the lineman tackle you, you uh, show uh, your speed, <laughs> you're not gonna do that. Come on. Oh, no. He said, oh, my God. I mean you gotta understand, man. This is a team player right here. You know, he's playing <laughs> up on the line. That's he's right. Linebacker. Yes, he's out in oh. coverage. Like, oh, man. Yeah, we're we're selling him here. All right, we're selling yeah, that's him. Right. Well, Steelers, ask- Ravens, whoever's listening. You know, we're, we 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 want to we want to give our best sell job essentially. But uh, no, I, I had one question about kind of following up with with your play in the ACC. Uh, I know this pissed your dad off because I follow him on Twitter. I know it pissed me off personally. So I watched Kalaja Kansi in person. Hey, hey. <laughs> I watched, I, I, I'm not, don't get me started. Don't get me started. Don't get I, me I'm started. I watched it in person <laughs> in the same game where you had. Hold on, I got to pull it up here. It'll take me a second to read all this off. Uh, but in this, in the same game where you guys had, where is he? So you had seven tackles. You had two tackles for loss, a sack, an interception, two interceptions. One, one, one of the best interceptions of, of, of the season. Just one interception, two passes defended. No, I know, but if you remember, Press, he caught an interception in the first half, and it was called back by a penalty. Right. I can't I, remember I, what it was for. That's right. I totally forgot about that. And a forced fumble. Mm-hmm. Uh, all, all in the same game. Uh, 
you might want to look up his stat line because he had zero, 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 and zero. <laughs> um, so uh, it, that, that's, that's all I'm going to say. But I, I will oh. say personally, again, I know you're going through the draft process. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> but I will also say this. When people tell me I can't do something, it really makes me want to do it. Uh, whenever somebody tells me I can't do something, I save it as my phone background. If I can get it in writing, I put it as my phone background. Just so I know every day when I wake up, if I look at my phone first thing, before I see any text, anything else, I see that somebody was doubting me and I, I use that as, as fuel. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing, but I would say that in, in my opinion, I feel like you got enough fuel going forward. Uh, any, any comment on, on that at all? I, I know, I know you got your, your agent sitting here too. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, what I'll say, man, is, you know, you know, once the door closes, another one opens. So, you know, I'll, I'm let that, I'll, I'll let God, you know, work, work, work on me and, you know, he'll, he'll bless me uh, sometime down the road. So that, that's how I always see it. Yeah, sir. Let me ask you this, man. Uh, just relating back, relating back to football and your pass rush in particular. Uh, mm-hmm. What what would be your go to, you know, pass rush? You know, you're licking your chops. You see a tackle right here. Like, all right, this this is the one right here. Like, I know they're passing the ball. You know, I know I can beat this guy. What what's the go to for you? I say the jab, rip, claw. That's the um. <laughs> Now you'll have to describe that to everybody because I mean I know what you're talking about, but I mean I describe an under G to some people, and it's like I just discovered you know a new Adam or something like that. Uh, so the Jared Claw, I, I really learned it from uh, James Harrison. Um, so what what you do is you'll 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 be in an angle, 45 degree angle towards the towards the lineman, and then you'll attack the lineman. And so you'll jab him, you'll fake your head, your head fake inside, and then you'll get him to sprawl. So once you sprawl, his arms are gonna uh, shoot out. And then once it, once it, once he shoots out, you get under him, you you rip you rip under him under him, and then uh, you grab the back of his uh, his shoulder pads. And then once you do that, you use that momentum to to drag him down and you know just just run the hoop. And then you know that's that's my favorite move. For real, and then you got speed, uh, speed to power. Uh, you got to spin. Uh, it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of counter counter games, but at the end of the day, I, I feel like pass rush is just an instinct. Yeah, I so think I think great content, Vince and Presley would be Yasir teaching me pass rush moves. I mean, can you imagine that? <laughs> this well, guy, even better I, content would you you trying to pass block Yasir? Oh my god! Yeah, that's, that's I would prefer to not to die, man. That. I'd prefer to not die. Okay. No, it's not fun. From somebody that's like, I believe I've done it. Yeah, yeah, I have. But because I I got hurt in 18s from somebody that did it with experience, it's not fun. No, I can't imagine. It's not. I just want I want to see Jacob with pads on one time. Oh my <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're not seeing put, us put in a, person. Put we're, we're, Jacob, put the pads on. Put the pads on. We're about the same size as Vince. Suit up, suit up, suit up, Jacob. That gives you any no any perspective. Look. Our greatest football hopes between the three of us, gentlemen, is my son, who, guys, he is one years old and he's 36 pounds. If that tells you anything you need to know, I got a, I got a future football player on my hands. And, and as, as of tonight, we've signed him up for soccer, track, <laughs> wrestling, I'm sending him to Miami for the summer to train and, next year. That's, man. that's, the, that's the key. Let him play every sport. Let him play every sport. Let him play right, every, sport. every sport they want to play, let him play. This and has if, been... if they want to do a dance, make sure they incorporate a hip thrust. That's right. is what we've also learned. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. One last serious question, and then we will get out of here. What do you want people to remember you for the most in Louisville? It can be on the field. It can be off the field. What is it that your legacy um, will kind of leave behind as a Louisville Cardinal? Oh, man. Uh, you know, besides, you know, the sacks, and, you know, just being an amazing football player is, you know, I want the city, city to know, you know, I can come back here and, you know, just give back. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a charitable guy. And, you know, I just, I, I want to not, not say so be a hero, but, you know, just be a, an idol, you know, a, a good, a good person to look at, a good person to, you know, uh, how should I say? Motivate, uh, motivate mo- the community, yeah. to motivate others to do, to do as you do, you know, mm-hmm. to help. You know, when we get in a position, when we get in a position 
uh, that we're successful. Uh, that's why we're successful so that we can get back, you know, and, and that's the most important thing. And that's what we, you know, we try because all the little gifts that we get, you know, the conversation, you know, you guys are a gift to us because I tell you, uh, it was a struggle at the beginning for Yasir. You know, he was, he was uh, going in and out with three guys, you know, rotating with three uh, guys, if you don't remember. And uh, since he was playing and it was you guys were like, hey, you know, let's see Yasir on the field a little bit more. And so you guys pushed him. And that's why, you know, we appreciate you guys. And that's the reason why we're on your show, because you guys uh, pushed, pushed it, pushed him to get on the field and uh, to show his thing. And so, you know, and you guys push him in the media. So uh, it helps a lot, you know. But Well, look, I... I have to, you know, say thank you to the both of you all. Yasir, uh, thank you to you for being a phenomenal teammate and being around you, uh, allowing me to, you know, coach you for the those two years, being a part of that staff. And uh, Mr. Abdullah, thank you for sending us such a great kid. I mean, not only just a five-star football player, but a five-star, you know, person off the field as well. Uh, we can't have, I mean, we, there's nobody better to represent, you know, our community, our city and our university. So, so truly thank you to the both of you all. Thank you. All right, gentlemen. Thank you guys so much. You see, we will, uh, be hearing your name called here in a couple of weeks. It's crazy to believe that the time has come five years, man. It's, (laughs) it's really hard to believe, but, um, you know, as Vince said, uh, Louisville football today would not be what it was if guys like you and Marshawn and Caleb and all of those gentlemen who hung around after the disaster that was 2018 and even the first couple of up and down years with Sat. Uh, we can't thank you enough for what you laid out on the field, blood, sweat, and tears, but also how you have helped this community heal after what has happened since 2020. So thank you both. Xavier, you've got a fine young man here as a son who's going to do big things in the NFL, preferably on the same team as Lamar Jackson, if I could just say so myself. Yasir <laughs> did not approve that message. He didn't know I was going to say it, but that's what we're hoping for around here. So we have even more reason to cheer for Lamar and Yasir. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Best of Appreciate luck to you over the next couple of weeks, and we will be watching watching and cheering you on. Well, thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Can't thank Xavier and Yasir enough for jumping on the show with us tonight. Had a blast talking football. Of course, NFL draft coming up, so be sure to stay tuned into that as we get closer, start to get a better idea of where Yasir, Yaya, Control Clark, some of these other guys might land. So definitely worth watching. We'll be covering that as a show. And what we will also be covering on the show here next, if you just uh, jump ahead in the queue, is 2024 recruiting and spring football for Jeff Brom in his first season at Louisville with Grant Mulligan. We'll catch you there.